Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Today's guest is Rab Havlin, Royal Ascot winner and second jockey at John Gosden's Clarehaven Stables in Newmarket. On the 4th of March... Rab celebrated his 1,000th British winner on Pitcher's Point at Lingfield. Enjoy the programme, which can be downloaded on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Welcome to the podcast, Rab. Good, yeah, happy to be here. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on. So uh, just to start with, how did it all start for you? It was a funny story, actually. Um, myself and one of my, uh, my friends growing up in a a Scottish uh, council estate. We we bumped into some girls on ponies one day when we were at our bikes, and um, anyway, bumping into girls, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we fell in love with it, fell in love with the ponies anyway. But um, we followed them, and then I, I kind of got hooked and and got myself going up to like a, a local horse dealer's yard uh, where I used to spend sort of afternoons and and evenings up there. My mum seen that I was really, you know, I really I was really getting into it, and she. She uh, got me a job at, at uh, Cree Lodge in Ayr, uh, John Wilson's racing stay. I was going in there every sat- Saturday morning. And how old were you then when you first went to... I was a, a living then. I was okay. a living, yeah. So, like, just going up in the Saturday mornings and helping the lads. But I went up every Saturday then until I left school and sort of joined John as apprentice. Uh, so where did you start doing some riding then when you were there? Um, pr- I Probably I was about 14. I would be riding them back for the gallops. Right, yeah. Uh, and then I, then he'd put me on some trotters and his 15 sort of thing and, and get the old the, the odd hack or a cant around. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was funny because my mother never actually told me. My mother and father were separated. And my dad failed to mention it until I was about 13 uh, that he was actually an apprentice jockey in Newmarket for Dave Tom, which was, mm. I could, couldn't believe it. But uh, he got homesick and came home. Yeah, I read that um, your your dad had wanted to be a jockey, but I didn't realise he'd actually gone to Newmarket then. Yeah, so yeah, he spent a year in Newmarket, just over a year. But he 
he was a Scottish boy and he, he, he got homesick and he, he headed back where he met my mother. It's a long way from home, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, uh, at John Wilson's, you became an apprentice as well, yeah. Yeah, I was apprentice uh, at, at John Wilson's. Um, it was, a, I think it was about five apprentices there at the time. And uh, I loved it there, actually. It was close to home. And I, I obviously knew, all the, you know, I knew the older lads because I'd been there for so long as a, as a kid. And I was kind of well looked after there and, and everybody looked after me. I, I actually loved it. But, uh, so how many horses did you have there then? Oh, at, at the at the best uh, time, I think we had about 58 horses. He had two yards. He yeah. actually took one of the the racing stables, bottom yards up at here. So uh, we had a full yard acro- across the road for the for the races, and then he he had accommodated sort of 20 boxes in the racing stables. So you know that was good. And we had the track obviously every morning. We worked on the track, and the, and the gallops run run the inside of the track. So it was always good on race days as well. Good. And that led to your, your your first ride when I was looking up here on Wednesday, the 3rd of April, 1991. It was actually Grand National Week. And I looked up and that was the year when, well, three days before the Grand National when Seagram beat uh, Garrison Savannah in the running. I don't suppose you quite remember that. But what do you remember about the 3rd of April, 1991? Oh, I remember being unbelievably excited about going there. Uh, it's funny, I can remember that because I was taking everything in that day, I can even remember the smell of the grass that day. And, you know, it was just such an amazing thing. But obviously, I had plenty of butterflies, but I enjoyed, enjoyed it immensely. And uh, everything seemed to go to plan. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience. And then I couldn't wait to get on the next one then, you know, you, once you get the bug. This was at Hamilton as well. So it was a, a sort of local yeah. course to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I looked up and you say you, you came 11th of 13 and two of the jockeys that were in the race that day were um, Jason Weaver and Franny Norton. So, uh, yeah, and uh, both, both friends of mine now. And actually I went myself and Franny and a few of the other lads were, were in South Africa in November there uh, together. So Franny's, Franny's a great mate of mine. We shared an agent for a good part of 20 years. And then how many more rides did you have before you had your first winner on the... 22nd of June. Oh, I think it, I think my I'm quite sure it was my third ride was a winner right. with Dyer to Air uh, and another apprentice race. I had something like a, I think I had 20 rides in my first year in a row, three winners. I think two of them were on Diet and one was on Air Raider. I think. Yeah, because this uh, uh, race on the 22nd of June, I say, um, was on a horse called Diet, and the report said that you made all and won by three quarters of a length. Yeah, that's it. He, I think he he was a bit of an old dog in the yard, and uh, he used to like to think he was running away with you. And quite often, that's what he was doing with me, running away with me. And uh, I seemed to go on with him. I won quite a few races on him. Did you know James Doll rode his first winner under rules on 1st of June 2005 on the Richard Price trained farm borough at Wolverhampton? So after that, you you then took an apprentice job at uh, Peter Chapel Hyams. How how did that come about? Uh, because yeah, I think to go down to Wiltshire. I fancied the change and um, a, a couple of friends of mine had moved there a few months beforehand who'd been working up in Scotland with me. And then they, moved, they moved down there and the apprentice at the time was Steve Davis and he left for one reason or another. And they'd said to Peter, look, we know a lad up, up in Scotland who'd, who'd love and he said, send them down. So that was how it started. Uh, I went down there and uh, I loved my years there at Manton. It was probably still is one of the best training establishments in, in, in Europe as far as I'm concerned. I mean, 
we had multiple good horses there in my day, Dr. Davis and Turtle Island, White Muzzle, I mean, General Manish, the Stoney, the list goes on and on, you know. So did you get on any of those at all? or Because um, Rodrigo de Triano was there as well, I think, wasn't he? Rodrigo, I never yeah. sat yeah. on Rodrigo, but I, as, um, the lad who used to ride him the whole time, Paul Francis, is actually a head lad for John Gosden there. He oh. could have left and done the rounds, Ellsworth and, and Terry Mills, but he's, he's at Gosden's now, so we work closely together still. These connections that keep going on, I suppose, yeah. Exactly, and my, my uh, the assistant trainer at John Gosden's was is Barry, who worked at Chapel Iams with me, and yeah, there's still quite a few few old faces around the place. And then when uh, people Peter Chapel Hire moved to Hong Kong, that began your association with John Gosden. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he moved and um, obviously the boss moved in and I had a meeting with him so the first week he got there and he said there'd be rides for me and hang around, so I did and I've been there ever since. Yeah, and then when you made the big move to come to the home of racing down here in Newmarket? To... Yeah, so obviously um, Brian Mean was coming into Manton and, and the, the boss had bought Clare Haven and uh, again we had a chat and and you know, he said he'd, he'd like me to come down if, if I wanted to come down. He didn't put any pressure and uh, I thought it was time for a new challenge and it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Yeah, yeah, because that, so you've got this uh, amazing stat of having ridden Enable, Cracksman, Stradivarius, Jack Hobbs, all on their uh, race course debuts as well. Yeah, yeah, um, I've sat in a a load of horses, uh, multiple group one winners on the on the debuts. Yeah. Um, that's good. It's part of the job. It's a thrill, and it's nice to, especially it's nice to uncover them when there's not too much expected of them first time, and they and they surprise everybody. I, I like that. Yeah. So so moving on, what's your favourite ever day's racing that that could be as a spectator or as a or as a jockey? Probably there's been many days that have been fantastic been many bad days as well but there's been many um i mean probably my first memory of a real good day was when we won in signorio in the grosvenor casinos uh cup at goodwood uh for chapel iam and the lads had really fancied it and i got done to a really lightweight to ride it and he was never on the bridle the whole race i had to push him for a mile and six but he got up and won a neck on the line but i'd say probably I was, I was trying to ride a Royal Ascot winner for years and I finally done it in the Windsor Castle on Ardad and it was like a, just a massive, massive relief really when I went past the post to, to have got the monkey off my back. So I'd say that's probably my, my best day's racing. Yeah, that was a good price as well, 20 to 1 I looked at. Yeah. yeah. He'd only won five days before it, at uh, Yarmouth. Let's find out Rab's favourites. Yeah, a few other ones more about your favourites. So, and these could be horses that you've ridden or, or not. What's your favourite horse? Of all time. Yeah, well, yeah, or one you've ridden, whatever. Just from your point of view, your favourite horse. My favourite horse was Kingman. I thought you were going to say that. I read that. So. I, I, I used to ride him in the mornings nearly all the time and I just had a real affection for the horse and I knew, knew him like the back of my hand, really, and he was a superstar and he was a superstar at home and he was a superstar on the track and probably... You know, it was a shame he got beaten in the guineas, but you know he was the best horse in the, in, in the race, and for no fault of anybody's, he was just his his own. I think his own because he was so good, he used to go and beat beat horses on the gallops with that getting that his second gear, and, and and in his previous races he was doing the same. So the first time he really had a race, 
was in the Guineas and obviously Night of Thunder. He, yeah, that was the year when they split up into two groups. Yeah, well, yeah. well he, he went past everything he had to beat and just thought, OK, I've done it now. But Night of Thunder had, had uh, sort of drifted across the track and, he, and um, Kingman obviously never seen him and he'd down tools by then, but he never he never got near him again in any other race. So, um, But I noticed a real change in Kingman after the... Uh, you know, after the the, the one uh, the two thousand guineas, sorry, because he he really it took that race for him for the penny to drop and for him to wake up, and bef- before he his bit of work before he went to Ireland for the two thousand guineas in Ireland was absolutely one of the best pieces of work I've ever sat on. You know, he was amazing. Is that guineas that when you look back um, the uh, the English two thousand guineas the Australia was third and fourth was. Um, Kingston Hill. What about your favourite jockey? My favourite jockey? Uh, what, of all time? Well, can be, or, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, all the old... Fr- I mean, I never really had a favourite, favourite jockey, but I used to love... I mean, obviously, Frankie's phenomenal, and he's, like, you know, one of my best mates. I mean, in the morning, he's, he's, uh, he's unbelievably knowledgeable at, part, you know, the whole pattern programme. He knows it at the back of his hand. Mm. He wouldn't know the maidens and stuff like that coming up to Yarmouth on a Wednesday or a Thursday, but certainly the pattern program he's because he's, he's won most of those races mm. but like you know as a, as a kid I admired Ray Cochran uh, he's always strong as an ox um, you know Walter Swinburne I loved his you know he had lovely hands and could relax one and, you know I just I used to watch other top jockeys all the time and never really had a favourite but but you know I used to to, to watch them all and, uh, and I loved watching them and rewinding and watching them again and again you know in the, in the big races and what about your, your favourite trainer? Probably an easy one, I think. But uh, I think that's John Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd say that one. I've written it yeah. down. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he's obviously made a lot of difference to you and um, helped you a lot. Well, he's put a roof over me and my wife and kids' head for long enough, so I owe him a lot. And he's, uh, you know, like um, himself and Rachel and all the kids, you know, the family that they're like uh, they're, they're such close friends of mine, and you know, I couldn't I couldn't hear a bad word about any of them. Good. And your favourite race, or that you know, to actually be part of, or just the your favourite race. It doesn't even have to be a flat race. It could be the Grand National. But what's your favourite race? I I always um, I, for some reason I was in it the Lancashire Oaks, and it was my first ever group winner was the Lancashire Oaks, and uh, well, I've only won it twice. But the the lads take the mickey at me and say this is your race. But I've only ever won it twice. But uh, I've had plenty of goes in it. But uh, it's always a race I like. I like riding in. What about your your favourite course that you race on? Um, that's easier, the July course at Newmarket. Yeah, and why why is that? Why do you like that one the best? I don't know. I, I suppose it's handy for for um for my house. Uh, I'm there every set of Friday and Saturday. I seem to pick up good rides there. Uh, Frank is usually elsewhere, and we we can nick a few winners there. And it's it's an easy track to ride, but at the same time you have to know it, you know, because uh, you need to. You don't want to be kicking too soon while you're going up the hill, but you need you don't want to be waiting too long because you want to get momentum running into the dip. But uh, it's just always been a track that it's it's always been an easy one to answer that question. It's it's always been a July course. And what about your your favourite other sport that you play or watch yourself? Well, I, I'm a Rangers fan for my sins, uh, Glasgow Rangers, but we keep getting beaten by Celtic and. Uh, I'm reminded of it constantly in the yard. There's, there's a few, few other Scottish lads there. So, Rab, when you uh, were younger, did you go and watch Rangers? I, I didn't go as much as I'd like to go. Obviously, I went, you know, um, when I could. But 
you know, being into the horses, I was always sort of rushing up there after school. Uh, and then when I, obviously when I started at John Wilson's, there was there was no time to be gone. But a lot of my friends used to go quite a lot, and they st- you know they still go to this day. And uh, you know I'm, I'm pals with Ali McCoy, and he's always saying that you know we should get a Rangers and Celtic game together, which um, I'll hold him to one day. You know. Well, he ought to be an ex-manager there to get your tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we have plenty of banter, and uh, you know, obviously sharing the same team uh, he's become a friend over the years and what about the your your future ambitions um before you retire but, uh... well i'd like to ride a group one winner obviously um yeah. trying to trying to do that for a while and i you know, won the italian derby in the italian oaks but obviously they were demoted to group twos uh which would have been nice if they were still group ones but hopefully we can still take that off the bucket list good hopefully hopefully soon um, and what about how many more years do you think you, you might carry on riding? I can ho- I'd hopefully ride another five years anyway and see what happens after that. I mean, Frankie reckons he's going to go another five or six, so we might be retiring on the same day. You never know. <laughs> as, long, then, as, long as, as long as you're popular, you know, as long as you're getting rides and there's, there's a reason to go on, then you yeah. know, there's no reason to stop. And what would you like? Would you like to then be a trainer or what would you like to do then? Or? No, I don't think I'd like to be a trainer. Um, I see that, you know, that I wouldn't. I mean, I, li- I like I like uh, going racing and sort of probably, you know, maybe saddling up for the boss. So it'd be thirty Gosden by then. Um, but you know, and talking to jockeys and talking to owners, I like. I had a little spell doing that a few years ago, and I really enjoyed it. So you're still part of it, and you're still riding working, and but at the same time, you're still part of the whole afternoon experience as well. So. I'd like to do something like that. So you want to stay in the sport, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's um it's something I've been doing, literally I've been involved in since I was 11 years old, and mm-hmm. it's hard to get that that sort of stuff stuff out of your blood, really. No, yeah, I can imagine. Well, thanks very much for being on the paddock and the pavilion, Rab, and good luck for the rest of the season, and let's hope you win that Group One sometime this season. Thanks, Stephen. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Pad and Pad. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.